0: Well, happy Mother's Day, church. It is so good to be with you. My name's Ethan, one of the pastors here, and I'm so glad you're here with us. And I'm so glad that somebody had the idea to set aside a day just to remember and celebrate moms. Now, we know that for a lot of people, Mother's Day is a complicated day, uh, sometimes filled with grief or filled with regret. And if that's your story, I want you to know that your church remembers you and is praying for you today but I think we know that being a mom is pretty hard and it hasn't gotten any easier, and so I'm glad we have a day to celebrate and remember moms. And I'm especially glad that you're spending part of that day with us as we continue to learn from God's word how we can fear less. I thought the kids did a great job last week, grateful for student takeover, and they brought a clear word and a strategic word about how we can fear less by remembering our history with God. And that's been the goal of this whole series, uh, to be strategic in developing strategies from God's word that help us fear less. I want to tell you a couple other things before I jump into this week's strategy. Uh, The first is, boy, I just want you to know that I miss so much being with you all live and in person. And like you, I'm eager for us to be able to do that again. But I want to make sure you got the message that we've already decided to stay virtual for the entire month of May. No decision has been made about June. We'll be watching uh, the recommendations from the governor, the requirements for sanitation, and we'll make the best, safest practice we can. Thankfully, God is blessing our virtual efforts. Some of you are visiting for the first time because we've gone virtual. And so we're so glad that you're here with us. I also want to tell you about the next sermon series, After Fear Less. It's called Home Improvement. And we're just asking this question. If your life were a house, what would it be like? Would it need a few repairs in a few places? Would it be mostly curb appeal but a little rocky on the inside? We'll be looking at our homes since we're mostly stuck in our homes and learning from our homes a lot about how God wants to bless and heal our lives. So come back in two weeks for home improvement. But today, Get ready for another strategy from God's Word for how we can fear less. In fact, today, I want to tell you how you can receive bravery as a gift, and you can give it away as a present. This Mother's Day, you could receive and give the gift of fearing less which I consider especially helpful because Mother's Day presents can be really, really hard. I mean, who are we kidding? Any presents for adults are a challenge, but I find Mother's Day presents to be especially difficult. I'm terrible at Mother's Day presents. Well, I mean, I'm not the worst. I'm not as bad as uh, the guy who got this mug for his mom. You you, You can do better than that, okay? If that was your Mother's Day present this year, you can do better. Uh, but, but this other one, this is the kind of mistake I would make. Uh, don't, doesn't a pillow with the faces of your children sound like a beautiful Mother's Day present? But I'm not quite sure it worked the way they planned. Uh, so if you've had a Mother's Day present disaster, I can't really help you. I have no good ideas of presents that you can get for your mom. Instead, I want to talk about a present that you might have gotten from your mom and a present you could give to every single person you ever meet. It's a way of giving the gift of bravery. It's a truth that's taught in scripture, but a lot of us learned it first from our moms. Thank you, mom. Not long ago, I was afraid of having my dreams, but because of your love and how you prayed with me, I am not afraid. When I was four years old, I was scared of swimming. My mom put me in swim lessons. I love to swim now. Thank you, Mama. When I was five years old, when I was scared of sleeping alone, because of your love, I
1: am not afraid to sleep alone. Hi, Mom. Thank you for that time when I was little and learning how to swim, and when I was afraid to put my face in the water. You told me it was okay I've loved swimming
0: ever since. Thanks, Mom. And I remember specifically my freshman year of college being uncertain about what the future looked like and being very fearful in that season. But I remember through your love, support, and
1: prayer, you taught me how to pray through this situation. and You still continue to pray for me all the time.
0: Thank you, Mom. You've always had a quiet confidence about yourself. And I know because of this, it's given me comfort, but also instilled a sense of confidence within me. Thank you for helping me learn how to speak in public. When I was 22 years old, I was afraid of completing my thesis.
1: When I was six years old, I was afraid of having a lab test. Because of your love, I was able to have that test.
0: When I was in college, I would often get stressed about all the tests and assignments that I had coming up. Because of your love, I knew I could call you at any time and you would help me.
1: Thank you, Mom. When I was six years old, I was afraid of jumping in the big blue ocean. When I was ten years old, I was afraid of the darkness. When I
0: was six years old, I lost my baby at Disney World. Then my mom got me a new one. When I was sleeping, I had a bad dream and Mommy heard me crying. She came upstairs and hugged me and said, it's going to be alright. Then I felt her love and her comfort. And it made me fear less.
1: Because of your love, I could fear less. Because of you, I could fear less.
0: Thank you for helping me
1: fear less. Because of your love, I fear less. Because of your love, I can fear less. Because of your love, I could fear less. Because of
0: my joy, I feel less. Because of your love, I could fear less I love you. (laughs) With mom my mom's love I am now fearless. Because of your love, I can feel less. I love those stories. Uh, First, because they remind us of what a blessing a mother's love can be in the life of a child. But second, because it points to a larger truth from God's word that all of us can participate in, whether we are a mom or have a mom or not. The truth is this, love drives out fear. In the first letter of an early church leader named John, he spends a lot of time talking about the love of God and our relationship to it. And in the fourth chapter, he just gives this long discourse on the love of God. Here's what he says. He says, dear friends, let us love one another because love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God and whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we could live through him. This is love. Uh, Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one, he says, has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us. And God's love is actually made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He's given us his spirit and we have seen and we testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. And if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them, and they in God, and so we know and we rely upon the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world... We are like Jesus where there is no fear in love because perfect love drives out fear. Remember that. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We can love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God but hates a brother or sister, they're a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they've not seen. And he's given us this command. Anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. John is teaching us an essential truth of Christian life. We are meant to live as receivers of God's love and givers of God's love. All of Christian life is meant to live wrapped up in the the, the welcome and the acceptance of the love of God for us, followed immediately by the giving of that same love to other people. John says that if you can't bring yourself to love other people, you probably aren't really living in the love of God. And and if you are living in the love of God, well, then you'll love other people. And right there in the middle, he says this, that when you receive the gift of love, you also receive the gift of bravery. You fear less. And when you give the gift of love, well, when you give the gift of bravery, when you show love to someone else, you make them fear less. One of the ways I saw this truth in action, how love received can make me fear less, and love given can make someone else fear less, was in the life of my own mom. Uh, so I did a little Zoom call this week and had her share a few stories. About how she has seen this same truth in her life. Hey mom, happy Mother's Day. Thanks for taking a minute uh, to talk to me about this. Um, I told you a little bit about what we're talking about. We're talking about this amazing uh, biblical idea that we can actually give bravery wrapped up in love. Uh, And since a lot of us learn this idea first from our moms, I thought it'd be fun to talk to you about it. And we've been swapping stories And you had a couple stories uh, where you experienced this, both receiving and giving the gift of bravery. A couple of them involved hospitals. Um, We were talking about uh, when my brother, when I was in middle school, Eric was in high school, he had to have open heart surgery. Crazy scary. Uh, In fact, I remember one big kind of blow up at the house where he was saying, I don't want to get it. Uh, Remind me again, what was his reasoning why this surgery was unnecessary?
1: Well, the cardiologist had said, if you don't have this surgery, your heart will probably give out when you're about 35. And he said, well, who wants to live to be 35 anyway?
0: Yeah, 35 is so old. Why would you have a surgery just to let you live that long? Um, by the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, both my brother and I are now well over 35, and I'm pretty sure he's grateful he had the surgery. Um, okay, but anyways... So you did some work to get him over that fear. And obviously the surgery had to happen and it got all scheduled. Uh, But then you were talking about as the surgery approached, you were kind of struggling with your own fear. Tell me about that. And how did you get past it?
1: Well, I was reaching a place where my fear went from uh, what I think would have been rational, reasonable fear to unreasonable fear. And I was getting really anxious about it. And I was afraid I would, project that anxiety to Eric, and I knew I needed to keep him calm. Uh, So I was talking to a friend, Colleen Preston, and I remember her, she had a son who'd had a lot of surgery, but I, uh, she put her arm around me and she just said, Pat, God loves Eric even more than you do. Just put it in God's hands. And it really helped relieve that burden of anxiety for me.
0: Yeah, and that's of course exactly, that's the first half of today's message, is that when we really have dialed into the extravagance of the love of God, we do receive a gift of bravery. Um, and yes, yeah, spoiler alert, the surgery went great, um, and he's healthy as an ox today, and we're thrilled for him, he's a great big brother. Um, but now the flip side, uh, you have another story uh, from another hospital room, this one involves me, Um, where this was your chance to kind of step up and give bravery. Uh, I've heard all these stories a hundred times, but um, uh, again, I broke my leg, made it into a hospital, pretty scary situation. Tell us what went on there, and uh, what happened to me in that situation?
1: Well, it was the upper big bone of your leg, and it was in a strange sliding board accident and you had to be put in traction. We were in Grundy, Virginia. There had just been a flood. The hospital was poorly equipped and muddy. I'd never been in a muddy hospital before. And you had to be uh, your torso tied to the bed and your feet up in the air and weights pulling down. And then you had to be basically a month in traction in that bed at two and a half years old and in pain,
0: I love and I had to figure out muddy. how to entertain you. I, I love the description of a muddy hospital. There's something that's got to be a little disturbing when a hospital is so dirty that it's described as muddy. Okay, so for you, this was obviously a pretty scary situation. We're not sure if I'm going to walk again, all these kinds of things. Right. Two years old. Right. Um, but I've heard you tell me that I did not experience it as a scary situation. So what was up with that? Why wasn't I scared in this strange room tied to a bed? uh, Seems like that would have been scary for an active toddler.
1: Well, one thing is we made up our minds right at the beginning, we would never leave you alone. Someone from the family would be sitting beside that bed or standing beside that bed 24 hours a day. And I often sat there and held your hand I sang to you, I read you stories, we played games, I filled the crib with balloons and you batted them out, Um, we just tried to make it, I know it sounds weird, but we tried to make it as fun as possible.
0: Yeah, we're talking about um, this verse, obviously from 1 John 4, perfect love casts out fear. Uh, that John teaches as as a strategic thing, that God's love drives the fear out of our lives and our love of others can make them fearless as well. And I feel like when I hear you tell that story, I feel like that's exactly what happened is that you just made sure there was somebody always there to number one, keep me out of the mud, but number two, make sure I knew I was loved. And so consequently, I didn't even know I was supposed to be afraid. And I feel like, Probably I should say thank you or happy Mother's Day or something like that because that good work, Mom. Thanks. Well, thank you.
1: Thank All you. All right. And I
0: appreciate you telling these two stories. Obviously, for us, what's the message? Um, receive love and give love. It's one of the best strategies I know to receive and give bravery. Thanks a lot, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. I love you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. For a lot of us, The most important thing that we can do today to fear less is to get some clarity about the love of God. God loves everyone. This is the first thing we talk about in our First Things First class for people who are new around here, because there's a lot of confusion today about the love of God. But God's word isn't confused. God's word is super clear. Here's how the Gospel of John puts it. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He goes on, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's why Jesus came, not to condemn, but to rescue So so remember this, who does God love? The whole world. As we say in our welcome class, that means God loves everyone, even the people we have trouble loving. And that means God loves you. How do we know? Well, well, in the letter, 1 John, that we read earlier, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we could live. That's why God sent Jesus. Not so you would be shamed or embarrassed for how you've fallen short. Not so that you would feel cut off by can cut out of some kind of religious group, but so that you could live. He goes on, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Atoning sacrifice means that the sacrifice that puts a relationship back together, that's why Jesus came, so you could be reconnected with the love of God. And I know some of you may have heard confusing messages about God's love. So I just want to be super clear with you. God loves you. God loves people who come to church And God loves people who quit going to church years ago. God loves the people of the United States of America and the United Kingdom and the United Arab Emirates and all those countries that don't begin with the word united. God loves the residents of North Dakota and North Carolina and North Korea. God loves bank tellers and God loves bank robbers. God loves people of every gender expression, sexual orientation, sexual identity, or sexual history. If you think any part of that makes somebody not loved by God, you weren't paying attention to where it said God loved the world and that Christ came to rescue and not condemn. God loves married people and single people and divorced people and it's complicated people. God loves Muslims and Buddhists and pagans and atheists. If you've ever heard someone who claims to be a Christian say that God hates some group, well, they were wrong. John just said it. If anyone says, I love God, but they hate their brother or sister, then the the love of God is not in them. The truth is that God loves the people they said God hated, and God even loves the people who said all those hateful things in God's name. If I could give you one gift this Mother's Day, it would be the gift of the knowledge that God loves you. Uh, No matter who you are or what you've done or where you've come from, I would just long for you to soak that up today and know that God loves you. Here's how Isaiah puts it in Isaiah 54. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth. You will no more remember the reproach of your widowhood. Though the mountains be shaken, though the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. And my covenant of peace will not be removed. This is what the Lord says. The one who has compassion on you. To what, you ask? Can we compare the love of our God? What is the love of our God like? Well, the same prophet Isaiah says, as a mother comforts her child, so will God comfort you. Here's how the church leader Paul puts it. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our rebellion. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is how much God loves you, Paul says. He doesn't just love you enough to show you mercy, to give you life when you were dead, but he actually has saved you so that in the future he might give you riches beyond compare. Blessing even greater than the blessing of salvation and life itself. And this love, when you know you are loved by God, John tells us this love will make you brave. Perfect love casts out fear. I remember about 15 years ago, I'd made a pretty major ministry mistake. And I'd tried to fix it without anybody knowing, and I'd failed at that too. And it was time for me to go tell some people that I'd messed some stuff up pretty bad, including telling my boss. And I was scared, terrified, really. Um, I kind of worked hard to make everybody think that I was always good at my job and always kept my word. And I was going to have to go tell him that I hadn't done a very good job and I hadn't kept my word. And I used all the strategies that we've talked about in this series so that I could fear less and do this scary thing. I leaned into the unknown and I committed myself to doing all the good left for me to do, even in this situation. I invited in the presence of God, I prayed God's presence, and I, I reminded myself that I can fear less because God is with me. I even remembered the history of God's faithfulness to me like the students talked about last week, and and it helped. But I needed something more. I needed more bravery than I had. So I went to Betsy, and I just said, Betsy, I just need to know, if this all blows up in my face, will you still love me? She laughed at first, uh, but then she realized that I needed an answer. And she said, well, of course I'll love you. I love you no matter what. But more importantly than I love you no matter what, God loves you no matter what. I mean, she just told me what I knew uh, to be true, but I needed to hear somebody remind me. And that gift of God's love was for me in that moment a gift of bravery. And I went and did what had to be done and had the conversations that had to be had. And God was so faithful to me in that moment. And I want that gift for you today. Because when you know that God loves you and God is for you, no matter what, you just fear less. We've looked at Romans 8 several times in this series because Paul is so clear there about the link between our confidence in scary times and the love and power of Jesus in our life. He says there, in everything, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And if you will just receive God's love in your life, you will fear less. Would, would you receive that gift today? Uh, try this. Say this out loud with me. God loves me. You, you try it. Say it out loud because it's true. Say, God loves me. Maybe you're alone right now. Say it anyway. Or maybe you're in a living room with a roommate or a, a sibling. Uh, say it out loud so that they can hear it too. Say it with me right now. God loves loves me. And then act out of that love. If you haven't already, make a decision to become a follower of Christ, trusting and obeying the love of God in your life. If you want to do that, reach out to the church. We'll help you begin a life lived in the love of God. Because when you live in the love of God, you will fear less. But you got to do one more thing for me. Because you see, this gift of bravery that we receive as a gift from God's love, it isn't just one you're meant to open. It's not a gift you're just meant to keep. It's also a gift you're meant to give away. That's what I learned from my mother's story. That the gift of bravery that is wrapped up in love is one we can receive, but it is also one we can give away. That's what John was trying to teach us in this letter about the love of God. He says, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. He says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and God's love is made complete in us. What what an amazing thought that God's love is made complete when we love one another. Hear that again. The love that God has for you is not complete until you have let that love pass through you to someone else. The love of God for you is unfinished until you have participated in that love by showing love to someone else. And and who should that be? Well, it is Mother's Day, so I think that I'm contractually obligated to say you should start by showing love to your mother, okay? But after that, I would start with someone you know who needs to fear less. Do you know somebody like that? Somebody you wish you could just give them the gift of just a little bit more bravery and a little bit less fear? Did you know you can give that gift away? You just have to wrap it up in love. Parents, would you please tell your kids I will love you no matter what. Nothing you can do can go beyond the limits of my love. You give your kids love like that, you will make them brave. Because love, the Bible says, casts out fear. Spouses, tell your spouse, I will love you no matter what. You give them love like that, it will make them brave because love casts out fear. Friends, call a friend and say, I know this is weird, but the preacher told me to do it. you got to know I'm going to love you no matter what. It will make them brave because love casts out fear. If you know somebody who has been hurt by the church or somewhere got the message that God didn't love them, would you just get a hold of them and let them know that you say, tell them, I love you and God loves you no matter what. You tell them that it will make them brave because love casts out fear. If you know somebody who's lonely, I've been reminded this week that this quarantine situation is especially hard on those who live alone. So if you know somebody who's lonely, would you tell them that they are not forgotten? Reach out to them. Let them know that you love them and God loves them and it will make them brave because love casts out fear. See, when we fail to share the love of Christ, we are allowing the people around us to stay stuck in their fear. Because, you see, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out the fear. And you are loved with a perfect love. Loved by a God who loves you like a mother comforts a wounded child. Loved by a God who has proven God's love by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you so that you might be atoned from your sins and so that you might live now reconciled to the love of your heavenly Father. And when you receive this love through Jesus Christ, you get the invitation to share this love with others so that they too might fear less. Let us pray. God, thank you for your love. We are still just a bit surprised by it, God, for all of us have done so much to make us unworthy of the love you have for us. And yet you persist in the declaration of your love and affection for us. Your desire to save and be reconciled to us. And so right now, God, I just pray for everybody who listens to this, that they would just take a moment and accept the love you have for them. To trust that you are for them, that you have not forgotten them, that you still love for them and that your son is still mighty to save And then, God, give us a mission. All of us who have received your love, may we make that love complete by loving others so that we and they, in your love, might fear less. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.